0: welcome to everyone tonight and if you're a guest this evening we welcome you happy to have you in service tonight you're watching us online you may we welcome you pray that you're blessed wherever you may be watching from i uh i I want to give a disclaimer i don't i don't know and it's probably just me i've never felt in the last little while so much pressure to sort of give disclaimers. I guess maybe we're Sister Tyler. I saw her back there earlier. I may just be tricking myself into using another word for apologizing, but disclaimer sounds, you know, a little more official. So I, I want to say this right now. I understand and believe, and uh, I forget. Oh, by the way, media uh, appreciation lunch Saturday at 11. Also, if you have interest in being a part of, of the media department uh you're welcome to come and be a part of that see brother jeff alex or brother zach vislanik for more information about that um yeah disclaimer yeah no i trying to where to start the disclaimer um, oh, I know. This is why it was, I was—I didn't mention it tonight, but I remind you just—just just in a couple of weeks from now, February ninth is going to be a very important and exciting day. I think it'll be a very exciting day, and—and I—I also bring that up because I obviously know what's going on that day, and that—that—that um, that, that will tie in to—I know. I know that we don't just sit back and do nothing and God does everything. I know that. In fact, God's promises are conditional. Basically, every promise is if, then. If you do this, then. And it's not about if earning or deserting, but we have to participate. And and so I know all that. I know we have a responsibility. I know we have individually and collectively. I get that. But I remind you, we also depend upon the supernatural work of the Spirit of God. That doesn't excuse us from doing our part and fulfilling our responsibility. But we also trust that God's going to work and move. Amen. So. That, that's my disclaimer <laughs> I'm not naive to our responsibility but I also know and history proves not only biblical history but church history throughout the years that there are some times in which really for no explainable reason God shows up God determines it's time to do something and he does something so just make sure you know that I know we are not free to do nothing in the process with god we have a responsibility but we cannot finish in the flesh what starts in the spirit amen so leviticus chapter 25 i don't know if you've ever heard these verses before but let's see leviticus 25 and verse number nine then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound On the tenth day of the seventh month, in the day of atonement, shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And you shall hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and you shall return every man unto his possession, and you shall return every man unto his family. A jubilee shall the 50th year be unto you you shall not sow neither reap that which groweth of itself in it nor gather the grapes in it of thy of thy vine undress for it is the jubilee it shall be holy unto you you shall eat the increase thereof out of the field in the year of this jubilee you shall return every man unto His possession there was something that the day after and I touched on this last Saturday at United but in all honesty I was fully uh, pursuing prepared to preach tonight something to do with the body I said that months ago and it just hasn't followed up that's again why I hesitate announcing series because they don't ever seem to go that way but I just felt the Lord bring something to me different than that and so here I am. And I, I want you, you can be seated. This won't be the last time this happens. I I don't say this lightly. I prophesy that this won't be the last time this happens. But I want you to hear a testimony that I, I, I realize, well, never mind, never mind. I want you to hear a testimony and I believe part of the Basis of this testimony is the fact that it is The year of jubilee
1: Praise the lord everyone So just before the new year um, I received a a job offer to leave the my current employer go elsewhere because of the holidays um, I took the holiday season to make my decision ultimately decided that it was time for me to leave my current employer and go elsewhere. And uh, just this past week was my deadline to tell my current employer. So I told them on Monday and as the week wore on, a series of events took place and my project manager took me aside and said to me, you are, you are a valued asset to our company. You're a valued asset to our project, which is not something you normally hear um, unless it's a time of time of year where you are getting your performance review or whatever, and he said we don't we don't want to lose you, um, and it was it was interesting to hear because uh, Pastor said this on Thursday that you know as children of God we are supposed to be the best workers on our jobs we're supposed to be have the best attitudes and I'll, I'll be honest I'll be honest with you I, I show up late to work a couple times a week. Um, I do work my hours. I work my full time. I don't complain. I do my very best to to bring uh, to 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 show and exemplify the kingdom of God on, in my workplace. And anyway, so this series of events took place. And Friday uh, afternoon, I guess it was, um, I was speaking to my current employer, and he, they said to me, Isaac, you, we don't want to lose you, and I want you to understand, we're we're prepared. We're not prepared to fight for every employee, but we're prepared to fight for you, and offered me a 25% pay increase to stay at my current job. And so it was one of those I was not I was not prepared for the conversation. Um, was not prepared for the answer they gave. So on the phone, I kind of went, <coughs> "Oh, okay." <laughs> And so I said, let me talk to the boss, and I will get back to you. So I hung up the phone, dialed the boss, (laughs) and the boss said, that's interesting. I feel like we're out of our depth. Let's call some other people. So I hung up with that boss, and I called. I have an accountability structure that I believe the Lord has given me, so I called my dad, and he, he felt good about it. I called the pastor. I think he may have been filtering his calls because it was a weird number. So I called him. I said, Hey, this thing just kind of flipped on me. You got a second. So I emailed him and said, Hey, this is what's going on. And he emailed a clarification and said, did you say, and then he, and I said, yes, that's exactly what happened. So I just want to say, It is the year of Jubilee claim your blessing, claim your restoration. The Lord is doing something in the body.
0: And let me just, let me just, let me just say, and the the timing of this, and I, am not going to, uh, I, I love and appreciate brother and sister Isaac and Lacey Middleton very much. They are, um, uh, they, they, they have genuine servant hearts in a lot of different ways, and um, so I, I want to preface to say I, I, I'm, I will say this as discreetly and delicately as possible. But I just I, I find it to be interesting because uh, I know I'm not the only one, but but over the last uh, ten plus years or so. Uh, Walk through some very challenging times with the the Middletons in, in their area of finances. Some very challenging times. But I'd say I think the Lord has turned that around. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the Lord has turned that around at this season. It's already been turning, but this is another level of turning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to give you my title in just a moment, and it really summarizes kind of what the discussion. Again, I referenced this last weekend at United, but the Lord just brought it back, and I just do my best to follow what He wants me to do. There is a term, and most of you will recognize this term, and that term is guilt by association. Now, it's my understanding that that term is not necessarily a legal term per se, but it is a term. And in fact, the term basically means this. The term guilt by association refers to the idea that an individual is guilty of a crime simply because of his association with the person who actually committed it. The guilty by associating, association meaning exists not because of proof, But because more... But more because of an individual's assumption. Now, it's not just simply in the area of a crime that guilt by association takes place. You see a group of people that, that, that are, you know, doing a certain activity or whatever, you, you assign guilt to those that are present, whether they do anything or not. They are guilty by association. If, if you have a family member perhaps that commits some kind of crime and you're not there or does some kind of activity, you can be guilty by association as the definition says it doesn't mean you actually committed the crime there's no proof or evidence that you did something wrong but you are guilty by association can i flip that around to you tonight is there anybody that's got a little bit of faith tonight i just need to know otherwise we'll just dismiss and go eat pupusas is it pupusas y'all got pupusas tonight or something else Oh, hallelujah. You can guarantee I won't preach any longer than the Holy Ghost wants if there's pupusas waiting. I feel a little extra anointing to speed it up now. I'm going to ask you one more time. Anybody got a little bit of faith tonight? I don't need a whole lot of faith. I just need a little bit of faith. I want to preach to you for a few minutes tonight on this subject. Blessed. Blessed by association I said if you're guilty by association it's not because what you did or you didn't do it's because who you are associated with but I've come to declare to this congregation tonight there is a blessing by association oh hallelujah I said it i I shared it i think i I think I referenced it last saturday night but but on I think it was monday morning, I think it was on Monday morning. Brother Benner and I got on the phone and 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 got to talking and and this 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 not this phrase but this this sort of this idea which I actually touched on it the when I preached about jubilee a couple of weeks ago but It just kept coming back and, and, and I haven't been able to get away from it. I want you to watch this. Exodus chapter 12 and verse number 7. Exodus 12 and 7. This is the timing of the children of Israel. There's been nine plagues that have happened already, and every time Pharaoh has hardened his heart, so now we are at the tenth plague, and God is giving the children of Israel instruction as to what to do to be able to escape not only the plague, but then to escape Egypt. And so Exodus 12 and 7 says this, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat, with your loins girded, your shoes on, your feet your staff in your hand and you shall eat it in haste it is the lord's passover listen if you believe the word of the lord when it comes to you you got to get ready you got to get prepared to move don't sit there and say well we've had nine plagues already why should i get my shoes on and my staff in hand and ready to go because we've been disappointed nine times you better get ready this time because it's about to change and you don't want to have to get your shoes on and get everything ready i'm assuming it's still similar but i recall when we were in the stage of having children, that it was usually a, a month or so, if I'm not mistaken, it's been so long ago, I can't remember all the details, you have to forgive me. Ha ha, ha. But I, I think it was at least a month or so in advance that they instructed us. Get the car seat in the car. Get a bag ready. Because when it comes time to go, you don't want to have to be getting stuff together. Oh, how true it was. <laughs> my, my 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 wife is so wonderful. She's not here to defend herself, and she's off with her family. They went, her and her sisters surprised my father-in-law for his 70th birthday. He was scheduled to go on a cruise with my mother-in-law, and without his knowing, they completely surprised him and um, met him on the ship yesterday. He had no idea, so... I do have a little bit of you know axe to grind, so I'll pick on her while she's not here <laughs> i i honestly i I can't imagine life without her, and I'm getting a taste of it i mean i i i i forget- i think it must have been Timothy because we were living in the townhouse, and he was the one that was born there, and it got time to go. I don't know why this time sticks out more than the rest of them, but she sat down on the steps and slipped her feet into her, a pair of tennis shoes, and I was supposed to tie the shoes. I never knew it was so hard to get the tension of shoes tied so specifically. That's too tight. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me loosen them up. You were supposed to get ready, be ready. They didn't want you having to find the car seat. Oh, my goodness, we got to go to the hospital. Where's the car seat? They wanted you to be ready. Got a question. How much is your preparation demonstrating your faith? Let's say it again. How much is your preparation demonstrating your faith? Don't say you think it's about time to move and you're still in your robe and your slippers and not ready to go anywhere. If you think it's about time to move, you better get your shoes on, get your staff in your hand, and be ready so that when the instruction comes, you're ready to go. Thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's past. My mother would have had trouble with that meal. She don't eat in haste. But this wasn't a take your time, enjoy the meal. This is get it down and get ready. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now watch this. Watch this. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, When I see the blood, I will pass over. And the plague will not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Notice, as the death angel is passing by and he sees the blood, the issue is not who is in the house. In fact, when he passed by the houses where there was no blood, there was no inventory taken as to who was in that house. Nope. It was one simple thing. If I see blood on the house, I keep moving. If I don't see blood on the doorpost, I'm coming in and the firstborn is going to die. It didn't matter who was in the house. To those of you that are battling condemnation right now, the question is not who is in the house. The only question is, is there blood on the door? And if there's blood on the door, in fact, you Bible scholars help me out here because I don't want to preach anything wrong, but if an Egyptian... If an Egyptian would have gotten in a house that had blood on the door and and they were the firstborn, it wouldn't have mattered as long as they were in the house. Oh, hallelujah. Let me see if I can give you a little more to say it's the year of jubilee. This morning in Arnold, without any effort, without any reason, no reason, we had 13, one, three, one, three, 13 first-time guests in service this morning. We normally have two, three first-time guests, 13, two of those 13 guests, my understanding is received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now I'm gonna, I want to I wanna say something here, and I'm not. Please, if any, if you if you know me, if you really know me, I don't have to defend this. But some of you don't really know me, so I'm going to do. I'm going to disclaimer. Another disclaimer. Antioch The Apostolic Church is one church. We are one church. We are not three separate bodies. We are one church. We have three congregations, but we're still one church. We are not in competition in any area over anything. If north has revival and harvest, we celebrate. If west has revival, we celebrate. And I would expect vice versa. So please understand what I'm about to say is not intended in any way to be about competition. It's to be about trying to encourage you about where we are. It's my understanding that Friday night for the United lock-in, there was 104 or so people total. It's my understanding that a little bit over 70... Out of a hundred and something people Friday night at the lock-in, over 70 were from this congregation. And not counting what the others had, this congregation, I know it was a lock-in, but there was a service Friday night, and the Word of God was preached, and seeds were sown, so it wasn't all fun and games. And there were 12, 12 first-time, not the repeats, first time guest that came on Friday night. I'm just encouraging you between this testimony, between what I just shared and some other things. It is the year of Jubilee. And so what you get is not based on you. It's based on what's bigger. was set for being in the house. The issue was blood on the door. And if there's blood on the door and you're inside, you're good. I don't want to hear about how unworthy you are, because you are. I don't want to hear about how inconsistent you've been, because you've probably been. It's not Jubilee because of you. It's not Jubilee because of me. It's because of this. I know I'm going to be a little extreme here, but I'm just trying to make the point. You may have committed adultery that day, but if you were in the house where the blood was, the death angel could not touch you. That's why, that's why I got to, I got to slow down for a moment, brother middle. I think it was, I think it was after I preached the first message about Jubilee a couple of weeks ago, elder Middleton was so kind to let me know after service. Well, I guess you used up your quota for the year. What he meant was, I guess you got your enjoyable, exciting message in for the year. Apparently not. Or I guess maybe I'm now borrowing from 2021. Oh well. I'm okay with that. But it's no wonder the enemy, and he's got all kinds of cloaks that he dresses it up with. But it's no wonder the enemy tries so hard to get Disciples, Christians, saints, call them whatever you want to call them. I don't care right now. It's no wonder he tries to get them separated and isolated from the body. Because I'm not saying God doesn't bless us individually, and I'm not saying God doesn't respond to us individually, but there are also some things that are not about individuals. Individuals. It's about something bigger than an individual. And so if you're going to get it, you can't just be an individual. you got to be connected to what's bigger. I said it a couple of weeks ago. The year of Jubilee for Israel had nothing to do with an individual. It had nothing to do with the individual. It was all about the nation. I know some of you have been going through it. I know some of you have been living through some difficult times. But I've come to tell you it's not about you right now. Right now it's about the fact that I believe we are not here by chance we are not here by coincidence it's not, I don't think, I call it I told you a couple weeks ago, it's one thing for us to grab stuff out of the Bible all on our own, just grasping at straws, but when God quickens it, when God causes it to be a rhema, you've got a right to believe it, and so I declare again tonight to this congregation it's not just a number it's not just a coincidence but I believe we are in a divine moment that God orchestrated, long Long before we ever got here. (laughs) Joshua 2, verse 12. Now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me this is Rahab the harlot. Rahab the harlot. Rahab the harlot. Rahab, the lady that had a bad reputation in Jericho, this is who is speaking here. I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that ha- and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her our life for yours. If you utter not this our business and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for the house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned. And afterward may you go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land... Thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be. And it shall be. And it shall be. And, it shall be. and, it shall be. and you got you to get this for a moment. Number one, here is this woman who is known to be a harlot. She is labeled for all of time Rahab the harlot. So not only does she have that against her, but she is also living in a city that is in impending judgment. In fact, listen to this. This is Jericho, right? Don't go nowhere, Nathaniel. I'll be back to you in a minute. This is Jericho. What was the instructions for Jericho? Kill everything. Take nothing. In fact, most of you know the story of Achan. Because he took something. Seemed to be insignificant, but he completely disobeyed the instructions of the Lord. Because the instructions were, everything dies and everything belongs to me you get no spoil from this first battle. And so not only was it Rahab the harlot, but she's living inside a city that has judgment pronounced against it. That's two strikes right there. And yet the spies say, when we come back, you hang this scarlet cord from the window. And who soever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless and whosoever who who whosoever whosoever not sanctified. Not 40 day fast recipient or completions. Not praying five or six hours a day for weeks and months. No. Whosoever will be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head if any hand be upon him. When we come back, Hang the cord. And anybody, 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 I don't know if you got it yet, anybody, anybody who is in the house is going to be saved. They are going to be blessed by their association. Oh, hallelujah. Here's the point that I, I'm not here. I hope, I hope you know me and trust me enough as your pastor that, that, you, that you believe that I don't just preach hype messages. And in fact, I don't know. You might be able to find some in my preaching years that you could label that. But I, I think there's a whole lot on the other side. I'm not here to to just hype you, but I'm here, I believe, to tell you in the Holy Ghost right now, it's not about you. There's some times it is about you and it's about where you are and what you're doing. But I declare to this congregation again, it is the year of Jubilee. And here's the deal. While Jubilee is not based on you and what you do or don't do and where you are and all of that, the benefits are for you. The basis of Jubilee is not you, but the benefits of Jubilee are for you. will say it again maybe it'll get a maybe it'll get somebody else the basis of jubilee is not you but the benefit of jubilee is for you i'm telling somebody tonight and if you will believe it you are about to be blessed by association I know there's there's plenty of stories in scriptures where individuals are blessed because of their own encounter with God, their own hunger, their own desire. And again, there are time and places for that. But I'm declaring to you tonight, the issue right now is just where are you? It's not who are you? It's not what have you been doing or not doing. The question is, where are you? Because if you'll get in the right place... I said, if you get in the right place, there is some blessing that's going to flow your way. Not because you deserved it. Not because you earned it. But because you're a part of something that God says, I'm going to do this for them. And if anybody is in
2: the
0: house I just I just need you in the house I just need you to be in the right place I know I, I here's, here's the other this the other disclaimer I, I I shouldn't have to say all things about salvation and all I know I, you know all that
2: I'm throwing everything
0: out the window But again, there were no interviews. There was no criteria to say, okay, before you come in this house with this scarlet cord, we need to know some things about how you've been living. What have you been doing the last seven days? How much have you prayed the last week? How much have you fasted the last month? none of that was the issue. The only issue is, are you in the right location? If you're in the right location, the death angel can't stop. He's got to keep walking. If you're in the right location, the walls may fall when the shout goes up. But if you're in the house, if you're in the house, you're going to be blessed by association. The church, the church is destined to succeed. The church is going to succeed. I'm not just talking about Antioch. I'm talking about the church. The church is not going down. The church is not going to be defeated. The church is not going to become a crippled. The church is going to be a victorious, glorious church. The question, the question, there is a question. And the question is, who will be in the church? That is the question that has to be, who will be in the church? But the church, he's coming back for a church that is a glorious church, without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. And I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say this as well when I say it again. This isn't what I was going to say again, but I'm going to say this before I say what I'm going to say again. Antioch does not, and I'm talking about the body as a whole, beyond central. Antioch doesn't need me to fix anything. There's not something that's been broke that I need to fix. Or anybody else needs to fix. We got here in the perfect will of God, Brother Whaley. And God was big enough. God was big enough. If there was an issue, God could have fixed the issue. And so I'm not here and we're not here to fix something. We're not here because something's been broken and it needs us to fix it. And if we do some things differently as a congregation, if we adjust some of the ways we do things, it's not because we're trying to show others how to do it. It's not because we're trying to show the past what you did wrong. It's just that the, the, the message, the message doesn't change, but the methods may. But the purpose of methods changing is not to prove the past was wrong. That's not why we're here. That's not what we're doing. Bottom line is, I, some of you probably could. I, I'm, I'm one of the biggest stick in the muds there is. Y'all have get out your box. I don't, don't come near me. I don't, I'm not trying to get out. I love my box. My box is a very safe, secure place. Some of y'all, you don't even, not only do you not want a box, you get out of your box and you completely destroy it. I, God bless you. You're probably orange. (laughs) I'll stay in my very well-organized gold box and be very happy there. I won't fault you for destroying your box, and you don't fault me for staying in my box. Because the bottom line, and this is my obligation and responsibility as the leader of this congregation, is I can't make everybody get in a box. But you're not going to make everybody destroy the box. But if we'll partner up together, you'll balance me and I'll balance you. The bottom line is we're not here trying to prove something to anybody. We got here not by accident. We didn't get here by accident. We didn't get here by man's ideas and man's ways of doing things. We got here because of the direction of the Holy Ghost. And we got here because God gave some promises to a man and a woman that came into this town with no reason to believe for us to be where we are. And yet God did it. And so I declare to you tonight, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if He did did what he did to get us here. He can do what he needs to do to take us the rest of the way. And when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, it's not going to be about an individual getting the glory because he said, I'm not going to share my glory with anybody else. And that's why I think there's sometimes we got to do our part But then finally God just says, all right, you've done enough, and you can't do what I can do. So let me show you what I can do so that when I do what I can do, nobody gives you the credit for what you did, and you don't take the credit for what happens. I I don't, I don't, and and again, I know many of you are other places on Sunday morning. I don't care if we don't have one first-time guest next Sunday morning. I don't care. I don't care. We may not have 13 plus guests every Sunday. We may not. But let me just put it this way. I see a cloud. The size of a man's hand. You know what Elijah's response was kind of like the instruction of those children of Israel. Get your shoes on. Get your staff in your hand. Hurry up and eat. Elijah said, we got to get moving. You go tell the king to start moving because I see one thing, but I hear something else. I see a little bit of a trickle, but I hear a thunderstorm. I see a little bit of a drizzle, but I hear an outpouring. And it's not because of what I've done. And it's not because of what you've done. It's about the timing of God and what God has promised that he's going to do. So my challenge to you tonight is simply get in the house and stay in the house. If you fall, stay in the house. If you mess up, stay in the house. If you have a bad day, stay stay in the house cause the house is blessed and there's greater blessings that's coming on the house you just got to stay Oh hallelujah I'll say it again it is not the day of Jubilee It's not the week of Jubilee. It's not the month of jubilee. The scripture said it was the year. So here's the challenge for some of you. The next time somebody else gets up and shares their testimony, you got to decide, are you going to be like the men or the servant when the prophet said, the famine is over tomorrow. And he said, I don't believe it. And the prophet said, you ain't going to have to believe it. You are going to see it, but you won't experience it. Or as I said a couple of weeks ago, will you be like the guys who stayed by the stuff? David says, Lord, what am I supposed to do? He said, go and recover all. But there were some men that were too weary, too worn out to go. And they stayed by the stuff. But they didn't criticize those that went. They didn't doubt what was said. They weren't, they weren't staying by the stuff with the attitude that said, well, we're just going to wait here and see if we really get it back. That's not why they stayed. That's not why they stayed. And because they stayed with the right attitude and the right spirit, they didn't go fight the battle to get the stuff back. But they got their stuff back. you may not be one of these folks running the aisle right now you may not be one of the ones up jumping and hollering right now that's okay just stay in the house and don't critique and don't be a skeptic and if you'll just stay in the right place you will be blessed by association I got a a question for you Antioch Central If a woman who was known to be a harlot was able to get that kind of blessing, you and I, who have been born again, who are joint heirs with Christ, we can't have a little bit of faith to say, Hey, the house is going to be blessed, and I'm getting in the house. The house is going to be blessed. I'm staying
2: in the house.
3: Oh, hallelujah!
0: He said, I, what, what he, said he said it in. He said it here in these verses. Said it in these verses where his." exodus twelve twelve this night this night understand this isn't, this isn't just about the fact they've been through nine plagues they've got more disappointment built up than nine plagues. Hello, they got more than they got more than nine plagues and a hardened heart of Pharaoh built up. The, the, the nine plagues and him hardened his heart was only the icing on the cake. They had 400 years. They had 400 years of disappointment built up. But the Lord said, this night? Is there anybody here tonight that believes that God is big enough to give you a this night? I'm going to ask it again. Is there anybody, you haven't been doing this for 400 years. You haven't been in this for 400 years. But does anybody believe that God is big enough to say, I know what you've been through. I know what's been going on. I see what you're dealt with. But this night. Whoa. Saying that this night is your this night, I'm just asking you: Can God give you? Does anybody really believe that God can give you a this night? Or, or how about this? What did I? I what did I say? United? I, I forget. Of fourteen thousand six hundred, I think. 14,600 days of wandering in the wilderness. 14,006. And there were some miserable days because you know why they were wandering? Simply so people could die. That was the whole purpose. The only thing they had to look forward to each day was whose day is it today? Whose funeral are we going to have next? 14,600 days. Some of you haven't even lived that long. 14,600 days of wandering in a wilderness. But one day, the Lord says to Joshua, Tomorrow, 14,600, but tomorrow. 14,600 of disappointment. 14,600 of no victory. 14,600 of just waiting to get through another day. 14,600. But all of a sudden God says, Tomorrow, tomorrow's not going to be 14,601. Tomorrow is going to be day one. So does anybody believe that tomorrow can be not just another day, but tomorrow can be your first day of stepping in to the promised land of what God has for you? Mm. This is a very historic night. You don't know that, but it's a very historic night. It's a very historic night because for the first time, I think, ever in my ministry, I am very used to the worship and the direction of the worship being encouraging and uplifting and exciting and dancing and shouting, and then I come to be a wet blanket. And there's nothing wrong. Well, I, they, they did their job tonight. It wasn't, it wasn't negative. Obviously, if you're not excited about heaven, you got a problem. But nobody was dancing, shouting, running the aisles. I'm thinking, oh boy. I've learned how to trust it when it's all going great and exciting and 90 miles an hour. And I'm the, I've learned how to trust that. But I haven't quite learned how to do it tonight. I mean, I was holding out hope that, they, that before I preached, the last song before offering, y'all would be dancing and shouting and singing about sacrifice. Like, oh boy! And I'm, again, I'm, this is not against because I've, I've said it plenty of times the other way. <laughs> but here we are, and I think perhaps the Holy Ghost knows what He's doing, because if you you may write me off as hype anyway, you may write me off as hype, and that's okay. But the bottom line is, you can't say the entire service was all just to hype you up. But the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, I believe, is saying something to us, and it's only a matter of us deciding, not can I make it happen, not can I produce it, that's not the issue. I just got to get in the right place, and if I get in the right place, whoever is in the house is going to get the blessing. Oh hallelujah. So does anybody? I'm gonna ask it again. Does anybody believe that maybe it is tonight for you? But if it's not tonight, does anybody believe that then in the next couple weeks, months, or at some point this year God can give you a this night? Or at some point over the next little while, God can give you a tomorrow. You've wandered long enough tomorrow. You've suffered long enough tomorrow. You've been through it long enough tomorrow. I'm going to do wonders, and I'm going to bless you by association. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you got that, that prophecy? We typed it up. Brother Shelton gave a couple of years ago when he got in the pulpit and spent about 15, 20 minutes. That was all a prophecy, direct prophecy. Why don't you read that again this week? You and I aren't here because of us. This isn't riding on us. We've just been given the invitation and the privilege to be a part of it. But the bottom line is it's going to happen with or without us. Because if we don't decide to be in the house, God's going to find somebody that's going to be in the house because God does not lie. God cannot lie. Oh, hallelujah. I think I'm about done. I don't know if i was supposed to give an altar call. I don't know if I should dismiss and just go get papooses or what. I'm not looking. You you can you can respond however you want to respond. I don't care. I'm not asking this for hype. I'm not asking this for emotion. I'm going to ask this one more time for you to decide between you and Jesus. Is there anybody that believes that God can, let let me finish what I'm saying, that God can give you a this night and so you've got your mind made up. I am going to be there when my this night comes or God can say tomorrow I'm going to do wonders and you've got your mind made up. I'm going to be connected and associated. Because when my day comes, I'm going to get my blessing. Not because of me, but because of Him and because of us collectively. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're just going to have to do whatever you feel to do right now. I I may be done. I may not be done. I don't know. But you just need to do what you feel right now. Some of you just need to get your mind made up. I'm staying in the house. I'm staying behind the door that's got blood on the post. Because as long as I'm in the right place, I'm going to get the blessing.
3: I'm not
0: going to let anything get me out of the house I'm not going to let anything get me out from behind the doorpost Where the blood's been applied I'm not letting anything get me away Because I'm going to get my blessing by association
3: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
2: hallelujah.
0: Just just, just hear me for a moment. I know I told you I, I don't know what to do, so I'm just doing what I feel as it comes. But when I preached this two Sunday nights ago, I think it was, and Brother Bishop came and shared at the end what he said to me the day before that I didn't hear. Within just a couple of days, I got an email from Brother Matt Evans, who told me the Lord had been telling him the same thing. I don't know the reasons for this. I don't know all the context of it. So I'm telling you that up front. We got a text. My wife and I got a text from Timothy today and he said the pastor of the church out there where he goes while he's out there at Bible school, the pastor declared out there for, I don't know why, but he said for out there that it was the year of Jubilee and that it was going to be one of their greatest, if not the greatest year ever. I don't know if they're in their 50th year or not, but what I do know is apparently, Apparently, if you're listening, said apparently, if you're listening, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is speaking. So, the only question again. It's not if it's going to happen. It's just who is going to be in the house. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, do whatever you feel right now. But can we just stay in the Holy Ghost for a moment? Come on, you do or say whatever you feel. But let's just stay in the Holy Ghost for a moment and allow the Spirit of the Lord to seal in our hearts, our minds, our spirits. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The question is not if God's going to do it. The question is not if God's going to do it. The question is who's going to be there when He doesn't? Who's going to be there when He doesn't? Who's going to be waiting with faith and confidence that God's going to show up? I know I've been waiting, but God's going to show up. I know I've been through some disappointing days, but God is going to show up and I'm going to get my night. I'm going to get my day come on some have already doing this if you don't feel led to pray right now for yourself but you feel led of the holy ghost to pray for somebody else why don't you just do that for a few moments allow the spirit of the lord to put some fresh faith and strength into some hearts and lives right now Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. You shall reap if you faint not. Can I sing it this way? You shall reap if you stay in the house. You shall reap if you stay in the
2: house.
0: Come on, I feel there's something breaking in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, there's something breaking in the Holy Ghost right now. It's not about if you see it or not, but you can feel it. I feel some determination rising in some individuals right now I feel some determination rising there's some folks that are making up their mind I'm gonna be blessed by my association <laughs>
3: Ilumo ko satayando robo ko sataba Ilumo robo satalaba Oh Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't leave, don't leave the
0: house don't leave the house don't leave the house there's a blessing on the house there's a blessing on the house stay in the house Stay in the house. Karamanda e ya la Oh,
3: hallelujah! 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 Hala boko sataraba. Ramando lobo corre y ala la masa a la baja saca ramando lobo y la mando robo saca. Obo Santa Rama. Y Kalama Santa Rama. Y Araba ha seki araba ha, ikorobo seki araba ta ha, ikorobo seki yanda Iko se araba se haya raboko shata Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah
2: Hallelujah Hallelujah
3: Hallelujah Quando lo poco sa In the name of Jesus.
0: I I realize that you may not even need it. Most of you may not need it, but let me just, let me give you one more analogy. And unfortunately, it's a carnal one at that. But two weeks from tonight, there will be a new Super Bowl champion. And when that game is over... Whichever team has won, everyone that's a part of that team, no matter what their contribution to the game was, will be considered a Super Bowl champion. Some of those guys will not have played in that game at all. Some of them will have played hardly any throughout the year but in a few months from that Super Bowl everybody that's on that team is going to get a Super Bowl ring and there are not different size rings based on the contribution you made in the game by association you may not have contributed but you will get a ring. I learned something a couple of years ago when I was teaching about identity. I used it. Some of you may remember. I knew, I knew that every player, whether they played or not, if they were on the team, on the roster, they got a ring. But I learned something else. There are people that aren't even on the team. They are, they are in, they sit in an office but they're a part of the organization. And by association, they get a ring. And the enemy wants to try to convince you and I, you're not getting anything. You haven't done as what they've done. You haven't accomplished as, that's all, it doesn't matter. You're associated. You're on the team. And if you're on the team, you get something. Oh, I know. I know they get paid and all that based on whatever. But I'm talking about the championship, the victory, the ring, the celebration, the parade that they'll take through their hometown city. They don't look at guys and say, sorry, you didn't play in the game. You don't get to ride the bus and be in the parade. doesn't work that way. You know what? There's a few of you here tonight, probably maybe more than a few, but I think there's at least a few of you. The devil has worked overtime trying to get you to disconnect from the body. But oh, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I pray that you've made up your mind once again. Pardon the grammar, but I just feel to say it this way. I ain't going anywhere. I may not be the superstar on the field. I may not be the one that makes it all happen. But I'm going to be where, be there when the victory comes. And I'm going to celebrate as a part of it. Because I am a part of it. And you are a part of it. And God's blessing it and is going to bless it. So just stay connected one more time would you just lift your hands would you just take a moment and allow I believe the spirit of the Lord to seal in your own heart let him seal in your own heart right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus. we believe you Lord We believe you. We declare tonight that we believe we are in a season that was not determined by us. It's not produced by us. It's not based on us. It's based on your timing. It's based on your purpose, your plan. And While it may not be about us individually, we're making up our minds. We're not going to miss out on what is available for us individually. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You're welcome to do whatever you want to do. If you're praying, you want to keep praying. I'm going to put the mic down whenever you need or want to go. You're welcome to go. Don't forget the food and fellowship available downstairs when you're ready.
2: If you're interested.